This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative Episode 153. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer Bod, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1988. Baby Boom premiered on NBC on September 10, 1988, at 9.30 p.m. Another in a long line of TV shows based on movies that crashed and burned. J.C. Wyatt, Kate Jackson taking over the Diane Keaton role, is a hard-driving attorney moving her way up the corporate ladder. Baby Elizabeth, Michelle and Christina Kennedy, who also played the baby role in the film, shows up on their doorstep, the result of the death of a remote relative. Can a woman juggle motherhood and business? Sam Wanamaker plays her boss. He also played it in the film. Susie Essman plays her secretary, Mary Gross, in the film. Robin Peterson plays a fellow lawyer. Daniel Bardahl plays an office assistant, James Spader, in the film. And Joy Behar plays Helga, the nanny. Kate Jackson studied acting at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and then got a role on supernatural soap Dark Shadows, which led to a feature film based on the series. TV guest roles followed and then a regular role on The Rookies. She came out of that series directly into her best-known role, Sabrina, on Charlie's Angels. She followed that up with Scarecrow and Mrs. King, along with the film Loverboy and Baby Boom. She's been in a lot of TV movies and some guest roles since then, with her last IMDb listing in 2007. Sam Wanamaker was doing summer stock in the 30s, making it to Broadway in Joan of Lorraine, Goodbye My Fancy, and A Case of Libel. Served in World War II, but due to concerns with communist leanings, left the U.S. in the early 50s living in the U.K. There he became a major name in British theater, and is credited with helping to save the Rose Theater, as well as the recreation of Shakespeare's Globe Theater. He would be given a CBE for his service. Films include The Concrete Jungle, The Spy That Came In From The Cold, Voyage of the Damned, Death on the Nile, Private Benjamin, Irreconcilable Differences, The Aviator, Superman 4, with TV shows Armchair Theater, The Defenders, Holocaust, and Behringer's. Wanamaker passed in 1993. Susie Essman's great-grandfather was a silent film actor, but Susie went into stand-up. She's had multiple comedy specials over the years. She got into films, Crocodile Dundee 2, Punchline, Volcano, and TV shows such as Crank Yankers, voice work, American Dad, voice work, Law & Order SVU, Broad City, Those Who Can't, Bless This Mess, but is probably best known as playing Susie on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Robin Peterson appeared as a regular or recurred on It's a Living, High Mountain Rangers, L.A. Law, The Lot, as well as films Flight of the Navigator, Pretty Woman, and The Replacements. 
Daniel Bardahl also appeared in the film Pretty Woman. He passed in 2017. Joy Behar initially taught English at a high school in New York. She was later a producer on Good Morning America as well as a stand-up. Behar ran the talk and game show circuits and appeared in films Manhattan Murder Mystery and Medea Goes to Jail. By the late 90s, she settled into her best-known job as a co-host on The View. She's made several attempts at her own talk show, but none have flown. Like most of its movie-to-TV brethren, Baby Boom did not last long. Ran for seven episodes, with three more burned off the next summer, and three more never aired. Creator Nancy Myers insisted the show be shot on location and without a laugh track. In that era, it was the kiss of death. Could only find the opening scene from an episode? The theme show is from the film with the TV cast inserted. Kate has to bring her kid to work, which goes about as well as you would suspect. All the characters talk like they know they're on a TV show. Learning the Ropes premiered in syndication in October 1988. A vehicle for ex-NFLer Lyle Alzado. He plays a history teacher and assistant principal at a private school. But at night, he's professional wrestler The Masked Maniac, played in reality by Steve Dr. Death Williams. He's asked by the principal, Richard Farrell, to keep his second job on the DL, although the kids quickly find out. He's also dealing with two kids as a divorced dad, played by Yannick Bisson and Nicole Stoffman. Cheryl Wilson plays an English teacher and niece of the principal who's interested in Lyle. Barry Stevens plays the next-door neighbor, Jacqueline Mahan, Lyle's daughter's BFF, and Gordon Wolvett, his son's BFF. Grant Cowan plays the ring announcer with Jefferson Mappin and Kevin Rushton as other wrestlers. Lyle Alzado is far better known as a footballer. He played for 15 seasons among the Denver Broncos, Cleveland Browns, and L.A. Raiders, part of a Super Bowl-winning team there. During his career in L.A., he dabbled in acting, doing guest spots and commercials. Once he retired from football, he got a few film roles, Destroyer, Who's Harry Crumb, and Club Fed, as well as Learning the Ropes. He died of brain cancer, likely caused by steroid use, in 1992. Yannick Bisson is a rare example of a child actor who had more success as an adult. He was doing Canadian TV by age 15, including Learning the Ropes. He went on to regular or recurring roles on High Tide, Nothing Too Good for a Cowboy, Undergrad, Soul Food, Sue Thomas, FBI, Falcon Ranch, before getting the lead in Murdoch Mysteries. He was also a producer and director. There's also La Francomobile, The Adventures of Napkin Man, and The Aurora Tea Garden Mysteries on the Hallmark Channel, as well as films The Rookies, Casino Jack, and A Perfect Plan. Nicole Stoffman was studying musical theater and ballet by age six. She's best known for her role as Stephanie on Degrassi High, with Learning the Ropes immediately following. Stoffman became a jazz musician as an adult. Cheryl Wilson had a large number of TV guest roles and appeared in films Blindside and Unforgettable. 
Barry Stevens had a number of acting roles, but spends more time directing documentaries, Sector Sarajevo, D-Day for Victory, and War Story, which he also produced. Gordon Wolvett went on to Nickelodeon's Wild West show, Mysterious Island, Mission Genesis, and The Guard, but is best known as Seamus on Andromeda. He also wrote for that series. Films include Canadian Bacon, Bride of Chucky, and The Highwayman. Currently, he teaches acting as part of an online homeschooling platform. Jefferson Mappin did a ton of TV guest spots, films City on Fire, The Freshman, Unforgiven, and had to run on Avocado Toast, the series, which he produced. Learning the Ropes was Kevin Rushton's first IMDb role. He played heavies in a lot of TV guest spots, recurred on RoboCop Prime Directives, and appeared in films Goodwill Hunting, Half-Baked, X-Men, Rollerball, Bulletproof Monk, Land of the Dead, Saw 4. He's become a sought-after stuntman in films as varied as Death to Smoochie, The In-Laws, Dawn of the Dead, The Day After Tomorrow, X-Men The Last Stand, 2012, and Red. As mentioned above, Learning the Ropes was produced in Canada, intended for CTV. U.S. syndication helped to pay the bills. Like much of 80s first-run syndication, it ran for one season and done. There was a ton of cross-promotion with the National Wrestling Alliance. Wrestlers such as Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, Ronnie Garvin, and the Road Warriors would compete with Alzado's character. I found a terrible copy of an episode on YouTube. The opening starts with the announcer explaining the concept, going to generic 80s pop. Boy, there's a lot of wrestling here. You get stock footage from a match, which goes on for several minutes before there's actual dialogue. There is a line from a non-wrestler designed to remind the audience that the whole wrestling thing is a secret. That's difficult when the combatants show up in costume. The episode centers on the son and his teen relationships. The dialogue is incredibly clunky. As far as Alzado's acting goes, I won't speak ill of the dead. This is more than a dream come true Without the slightest bit of hesitation I knew what I was meant to do My Secret Identity premiered in syndication in October of 1988, a sitcom that might have been on the Disney Channel if it aired a few years later. Jerry O'Connell, in its first of many TV shows, plays Andrew, a kid who hangs out with his scientist neighbor Ben, played by Derek McGrath. It's kind of reminiscent of Mr. Wizard. Andrew accidentally steps in front of an experimental beam and gets superpowers, which he has to keep secret, hence the title. Wanda Cannon played Andrew's mom and Marsha Moreau, his kid sister, neither of which knew the secret. There's a nosy neighbor played by Elizabeth Leslie. In the second season, Andrew got a BFF played by Christopher Bolton. Now, we covered Derek McGrath on episode 142 for Take 5. Jerry McConnell was doing commercial work as a child before getting his first film role in Stand By Me. Other films, Jerry Maguire, Mission to Mars, Scream 2, Kangaroo Jack, Yours, Mine, and Ours, Piranha 3D, and Veronica Mars. On TV, he went on to Camp Wilder before getting the lead on Sliders, which he would later produce and direct. 
More TV followed, Las Vegas, Crossing Jordan, Carpoolers, Do Not Disturb, The Defenders, We Are Men, Burning Love, Mistresses, Drunk History, Carter, Billions, along with voice work, Captain Jake and the Neverland Pirates, Fresh Beat Band of Spies, Justice League Action, and is currently on Star Trek Lower Decks. He played the adult version of Georgie from Young Sheldon on The Big Bang Theory. O'Connell has been all over talk shows and is currently a co-host of CBS's The Talk. Wanda Cannon is a Canadian actress and got started in musical theater. Her first TV role was in a PBS American Playhouse special called Overdrawn at the Memory Bank, well known to Misty's. Other films, For the Moment, winning her a Genie Award, The Sixth Day, and The Final Cut. She's been all over TV in guest roles, but only did another series, Heartland. Marsha Moreau appeared on The Little Vampire and Babar, voice work, along with a series of animated Madeline shorts. Christopher Bolton had already been a regular on Airwaves prior to My Secret Identity. He went on to Northwood, Street Time, Angela's Eyes, The State Within, and Rent-A-Goalie. Elizabeth Leslie appeared in the film Look Who's Talking Now and had TV roles on Emily of New Moon and Murdoch Mysteries. If you haven't figured it out yet, My Secret Identity does come from the Great White North. It ran for three seasons in syndication. Andrew's powers changed over time. He has super speed. He originally could kind of fly, but needed aerosol cans to propel himself. Terrible for the environment. He later gained full flying abilities. He was invulnerable at first, but after a second shot at the beam, got super strength instead. As you might expect, the series depends on special effects, which are actually quite impressive for 1988 syndicated TV. Andrew tried to be a normal high school student, but wackiness ensued. Despite the show's setting, a small town in North Dakota, a whole lot of bad guys showed up. Found an episode on YouTube, the opening theme has a Mike Postian feel, and we learn he's called Ultraman. The show is shot on film, probably necessary due to the effects, the scientist always has wacky experiments going on. Andrew is heavily into Marvel Comics. His bedroom is plastered with them, although he only seems to make references in dialogue to DC Comics. Conveniently, the target of a hitman moves in across the street. Dear John premiered on NBC on October 6, 1988 at 9 p.m., based on a British show of the same name. Judd Hirsch plays a man who received a Dear John letter from his now ex-wife. His life goes into a spiral, and he winds up in a support group for the newly divorced. Jane Carr plays Louise, who leads the group and is fixated on sex. Jerry Burns plays Kirk, a narcissist and liar. Isabella Hoffman plays Kate, a beauty with self-esteem issues. Harry Groner plays Ralph, a shy man who disappears from the show after three seasons. Billy Bird plays Bonnie, a retiree with a wild past. Tom Ouellette plays Tom, a tall man who rarely speaks. As the show progresses, the cast expands. Susan Walters plays Mary Beth, a southerner. Olivia Brown plays Denise, a transfer from a neighboring weight support group. William O'Leary plays Ben, a maintenance guy. Mariette DePrima plays Annie, an aspiring actress. 
We covered Judd Hirsch in episode 90 for Taxi and Billy Bird in episode 113 for It Takes Two. Jane Carr was born in England and got her first role in The Prime of Miss Jean Brody, a film based on her own stage play. She spent much of the 70s working on the British stage, including the Royal Shakespeare Company. Carr would later appear on Broadway in The Life and Adventures of Nicholas Nickleby, nominated for a Drama Desk Award, Mary Poppins, and A Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. She appeared in films Blue Streak and Austin Powers' The Spy That Shagged Me, and had regular or recurring roles on It's Awfully Bad for Your Eyes, Darling, Time of Your Life, Crown Court, Harriet's Back in Town, Cloudburst, Scene, Beryl's Lot, Love Among the Artists, Jack Anori, and DC's Legends of Tomorrow, with voice work on The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, Fairly Odd Parents, Phineas and Ferb, and Fishhooks. Jerry Burns also started on the stage, the New York Shakespeare Festival, and Hairspray, before moving primarily to TV. Max Headroom, Bob, The Mommies, Something So Right, Good Morning Miami, Help Me Help You, Surviving Suburbia, Breaking Bad, Burn Notice, Bates Motel, Justified, I'm Dying Up Here, and Angie Tribeca. Isabella Hoffman performed with the Second City Troupe prior to getting TV roles, The Boys, the 1993 series, Homicide, Life on the Street, Beggars and Choosers, Providence, Jag. She also played a role on CW's Arrowverse shows. Films include Burlesque and Renaissance Man. Harry Grainer was born in Germany to an opera singer and concert pianist. Harry would go on to apprentice at the San Francisco Ballet and Broadway's Oklahoma with a Tony Nom, Cats with a Tony Nom, Sunday in the Park with George, Crazy for You, Tony Nom, Imaginary Friends, and Spamalot, along with a host of regional theater work. He's a regular vocalist for musical theater albums. He was all over TV in guest roles, with regular or recurring work on Mad About You, Buffy the Vampire Slayer as the Mayor, and Las Vegas, as well as films Brubaker, Amistad, Patch Adams, About Schmidt, and Road to Perdition. Tom Ouellette got his start as a country music producer, using pseudonyms. He would later write for stand-ups and country singers. His height, 6'5", got him a lot of uncredited TV and film roles. He was seen all over TV and film from the late 70s, but Dear John was his first major role. Many years later, he was a regular on The Andy Do Show. Today, he's a YouTube star. Susan Walters won the Miss Teen All-American pageant, which led to TV work. Loving, Hotel, Nightingales, The Big Easy, Melrose Place, The War Next Door, Point Pleasant, The Vampire Diaries, Starcrossed, Reckless, Teen Wolf, The Young and the Restless, and The Flash as Caitlin's mother. You may remember her as Mulva on Seinfeld. Films include Till There Was You and Defending Your Life. Walters also provided the voice of Mystique in the X-Men video games. Olivia Brown was born in West Germany but raised in Michigan. She got a start in the film 48 Hours, leading to Streets of Fire and Throw Mama from the Train. Brown was a regular or recurred on Miami Vice, Designing Women, Lois and Clark, Moesha, and Seventh Heaven. William O'Leary did some stage work and then moved on to films Bull Durham and Hot Shots, along with a lot of TV guest roles and Home Improvement as Marty Taylor, Karen Sisko, and Cayman writer Dragon Knight. Mariette De Prima was a regular on the Hughleys. Dear John was initially a hit for NBC in the top 30 for the first two seasons, with a Bazinga scale 3.1, before the show was moved all over the schedule and viewers fled, with the show gone after four seasons. 
Hirsch won a Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Comedy, and Guest Actor Cleavon Little won an Emmy. In a bizarre development during the series, John's ex-wife, played by Deborah Harmon at the time, decided she wanted another baby with him. John wasn't interested, so she, A, tried to take his deposit at a sperm bank, and B, handcuffed him to a bed and essentially raped him. The series went into syndication for years. Found an episode on YouTube. The opening theme is the ex-wife singing the contents of the Dear John letter, with Hirsch moving to an apartment. There's a surprising amount of physical comedy for a show with such a depressing subject. The group tries to help John with an issue dealing with his son, and they don't do well. Kirk is a caricature at best. Other members of the group are punchline generators. More of 1988 sitcoms in our next episode. Announcer Bot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe via your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn. Check out Instagram at sfpodnetwork. Call us at 614-321-9737. That's 614-321-9SFP. Back to you, Mark. Well, I'm filing this episode in the archive. Tune in next time.